This episode of the Sarah Carter Podcast is sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mark the 20th anniversary of 9-11 by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Go to T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Wow. I don't even know where again. I feel like this is just uh, an upside down week for so many of us, especially those of us that feel like we have some skin in the game in Afghanistan. Uh, Particularly, I know our military, our intelligence apparatus, uh, the families of those who have served, the families, Gold Star families, those are those that lost their loved ones in the fight against terror in the last 20 years. And those who've been wounded, over 20,000 Americans, think about that. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what some amazing Americans are doing. I can't go into the details of the people that I know right now are working to save the lives of American citizens in Afghanistan and our allies. These are people that have gone above and beyond their call of duty. And I got to tell you, I'm with them day and night. We are doing everything we can in our small world, in our circumference to save people and to ensure that they are connected to the right people on the ground in Kabul to get to safety and then to get to the Kabul airport, uh, which is, by the way, surrounded by Taliban and possibly make it on a flight home. That's what we are doing. And that's what they are doing. These are the real heroes in my book. I've spent many nights crying with my husband, talking about Afghanistan. And that's what this show is going to be about. Not just Afghanistan. It's about who we are as a people. It's about living by principle. It's about doing the right thing. About doing the right thing. Even if it's the hardest thing that you can imagine doing, even if you just want to walk away from it and say, you know what? I just don't have time for this. I want all of you to know that doing the right thing is the most important thing. That's why I have White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer, who's also a very good friend of mine. He'll be on with us to discuss Afghanistan and the horrible, I mean, tragic, Uh, I want to use the word cluster F right now because I just got off a phone with someone that is coming from the White House. This White House response to what is happening to our men and women on the ground. I want you all to think about this before I move further with anything else. There are men and women on the ground right now, Americans, who are trying to get people out of Kabul City right now and outside of Kabul to save their lives. That means their lives are in direct danger, direct peril. Some of them may not come home. Some of them may never see their families again. Those are the heroes. Those are the people that are willing to lay everything on the line for another, for a brother, for a sister. Whether that brother or sister is an American with a U.S. passport or whether that brother or sister stood by them on the battlefield and took shrapnel and fought with them on the front lines against terrorists. This White House is a disgrace. We have never been in more danger, in more danger than we are right now under threat of attack, not only from terrorists, 
but from our enemies. And I don't want you to forget that because there is there has never been a truer statement that I've said, and I'm telling you, I'm talking to the people that know. Please follow and subscribe and get all the links at sarahacarter.com. That's sarahacarter.com. Don't forget the A or you'll end up at this beautiful artist website. I know I'm, I'm giving her, I'm giving her a little shout out. You know, there's another Sarah Carter out there and she is a great artist. If I had art, it would be stick figures right now. And you guys would not want to pay for that at all. Maybe like a cent. You would throw like a penny at me and say, Sarah, great job. But go to sarahacarter.com. That's sarahacarter.com. And while you are there, we have another battle, right? I can't talk about it on this show because we got so much going on with Afghanistan and the border and everything else, but it's censorship. While you are there, I want you to sign up for our email list so that way you don't get shadow banned. I don't get shadow banned. I can communicate with you. It's crazy, right? I've called our operations in Afghanistan, what everyone's doing on Capitol Hill, the great people that are fighting this fight and saving lives, the digital Dunkirk. This is the digital Dunkirk. They're all calling it that. I don't even know who started this. I know I didn't start the digital Dunkirk. I heard someone say it and we're all using it now. So there are people out there on this digital Dunkirk. They're saving people's lives. Well, we have a digital Dunkirk right now, and that's you and me. And everybody else who believes in freedom and does not believe that Mark Zuckerberg or Jack, Jack Spratt, no, Jack Spratt from Twitter, you know, that guy. And so Jack, who probably is going to ban me tomorrow for saying that, uh, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg and all of them, as they try to shadow ban us or disconnect our ability to communicate with one another, we won't let them. Why? Because we have an email list that you please, please, please sign up for it. Um, at sarahacarter.com. And I promise you, we, you will not be inundated with emails, but you will get the latest. Uh, you know, now is a critical time to be vigilant in the defense of our freedom. There is no better way to do so than by joining the Association of Mature American Citizens. This is an organization that sponsors this podcast so we can have freedom, so that we can speak directly to you. You know how much I love AMAC. AMAC believes in fighting the good fight against reckless government spending and the ever-expanding scope of the federal government, which never works, right? By joining AMAC, you are taking the first steps to saving the America that you love, the one that Sean Spicer is going to be talking about and his great book that we're going to be talking about as well. AMAC offers an alternative to just about every benefit that AARP offers, but guess what? Without the liberal agenda, I stand with AMAC and I hope that you will too. I encourage you to join today at amac.us slash Carter. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Carter. The benefits of membership are great, but guess what? The cause is even greater. Join today at amac.us slash Carter. Uh, I want to start by talking to you one-on-one -on because -one, I know you're just sitting there wondering, what the heck is Sarah talking about? What is the digital Dunkirk? What is going on here? You know, what is happening? You know, it... It, it's about extracting people that are our allies and about our friends and what they are going through and what's happening in Afghanistan right now. I want you to imagine once again that you are trapped in a foreign country, that your children are by your side, that you're looking at your family who may not be U.S. citizens, and that your decision right now is, do I take my kids or myself, save myself? and leave my mother, my father, my brothers, my sisters, my nephews, my nieces behind? Do I do that? Do I do that? Or do I stay with them and take the chance that maybe I can fight for them to get out of Afghanistan with me? That's what's happening right now on the ground.
That's what's going on. There are people literally debating right now whether some are American citizens, whether or not they should be heading to the airport, wh whether they'll even make it through the Taliban checkpoint lines, right? And whether they'll make it to that airport with their children, whether someone's going to come and pick them up. Right now, when I'm talking to you, maybe not by the time you hear this, but there is a literal Taliban curfew happening right now. And people who violate that curfew, some of them are taken, some of them are killed, some of them are let go for the right price. It is absolute chaos on the ground. The reason why we call it uh, the digital Dunkirk, and I'm going to go read a little bit about this to you, um, because for some of us, we just aren't like right all up on our history, right? World War II, the Second World War, Dunkirk, what does that mean? You know, there's an old movie made about it. You know, I remember my dad because he was a World War II vet and he actually watched that movie with me one time. I remember he was talking about the Battle of Dunkirk. Uh, my, my father actually fought in the South Pacific and in Japan. Um, that was where he was as a Marine. But um, he would talk about the camaraderie, the bravery, working with allies, fighting against a common enemy, protecting our nation. That's what happened on September 11th when we were attacked by Al-Qaeda. That's a whole reason why we first went to Afghanistan. And I'm not going to get into a big debate about whether or not we should have been there, whether or not we should have been nation building, whether or not whatever. We can deal with that later. Hold hearings on that for crying out loud. I'm all with you on that. Right now, we've got to save Americans. And the Battle of Dunkirk, it was actually fought around the French port. And I'm, I'm reading this probably out of a bad Wikipedia page, but just listen to this and I'm pretty sure it's right. Um, was fought around the French port of Dunkirk during the Second World War between the Allies and Nazi Germany as the Allies were losing the Battle of France and the Western Front. The Battle of Dunkirk was the defense and evacuation of British and other Allied forces to Britain from the 26th of May to the 4th of June in 1940. They were getting people out. They were saving lives. They were saving lives. More than 330,000 Allied troops were rescued. Yeah. British and French military forces nonetheless sustained casualties and were forced to abandon nearly all of their equipment. Around 16,000 French soldiers and 1,000 British soldiers died during that evacuation. The British Expeditionary Force alone lost some 68,000 soldiers during the French campaign. I want you to think about right now, people are doing everything they can to save lives. I know they're, I, I'm in contact with the senator's office. It's going to come out. Uh, the senator is amazing. God, I hope he runs for president. He's amazing. And you'll be you'll be hearing about him. Um, people in his office that are working diligently, diligently and around the clock. We're getting people on lists. We're sending it up the chain of command so that somebody on the ground will let these people into the gates and save lives. I have literally received pictures of families and one in particular right now who I dearly love that just made it in. They thought they were going to die. They just had a little baby. And they are my dear friends. Dear friends. And they were allies of this country. And 
fought for this country and stood beside our men and women, and God bless them. They are Americans to me. They are Americans. They're the greatest of our nation. And we're still trying to get out the rest of their family. And that's very difficult. And that's why I'm telling you, imagine, just put yourself in their shoes just for one moment. I do. I'm thinking about it. I know I'm so emotional over all of this stuff. I swear I'm like an emotional roller coaster. I feel like without you guys there listening and without the support of the American people and the support of all of our great friends on Capitol Hill and in the intelligence community, wait till you hear who some of these people are that are saving lives. They're amazing humans. They're beautiful, beautiful people that you would be in a foxhole with if you could. They would be the kind of person that you would want by your side if if you had to have someone for you. It's these folks. It gives me faith, right? Faith in, in us, faith in our nation. Right now, I'm not happy at all with what the president's doing. And I'll get into that. I promise you. I promise you. Well, you know what? I want you to listen to President Biden. This is supposed to be the commander in chief. I want you to hear what he is saying. I want you to really hear it. And then I'm going to dissect it for you very quickly so you understand how this commander in chief has not only let down our nation, but has let down our armed forces and is basically aiding and abetting an enemy, a terrorist organization. Listen to this. Taliban has to make a fundamental decision. Is the Taliban going to attempt to be able to unite and provide for the well-being of the people of Afghanistan, which no one group has ever done since before, for hundreds of years. And if it does, it's going to need everything from additional help in terms of economic assistance, trade, and a whole range of things. I want you to know something, that in the 1960s and in the 70s, women actually wore miniskirts in Kabul. Uh, It's a South Asian country. Of course, it is very ancient. I always say it's like living to, like when you walk into Afghanistan, the places I've traveled, it was literally like being 2000 years uh, at the time of Christ. I literally felt like I walked into that. But what you just heard this president say is a lie. He is a liar. And I don't mind saying that, or he's being, or the lies are being written for him. And he doesn't know anything about the region or about Afghanistan. The Taliban the second in command is a man by the name Sarajah Hadin Haqqani. Mullah Baradar has taken control of the Taliban. They are nothing more than terrorists. Sarajah Hadin is responsible for the deaths of, I don't even know if you all remember this, but a few years ago, the deaths of over 200 children, teachers at a military academy in Pakistan. He is responsible and they are responsible for the deaths of our soldiers in Afghanistan, over 2,300 of them, uh, with the assistance, of course, of Iran. And they are responsible for harboring Al-Qaeda, which they are doing again right now, to the tune of over 2,300, I am told, Al-Qaeda fighters that we know of on the ground uh, and making Afghanistan even more dangerous than it was pre-9-11. I want you to just think about that. He just basically, with our people still on the ground, with people being executed, I have seen the videos, 
I have the photos. I have been talking to our intelligence personnel on the ground. I know what is going on. He basically open. he handed an olive leaf, an olive branch or whatever people want to say to the entire Taliban regime. I will never recognize the Taliban. Me personally, as a, a legitimate government, we could go ahead with this crappy government administration right now that we've got in there and they can do it. They can do it. I won't recognize it. My husband lost his eyesight. Our best friends died on the battlefield. Their blood spilled on that sand in Afghanistan. And many of our Afghan allies died there believing, believing that and doing what they believed was saving the United States and their own nation from these horrible savages, terrorists that are kicking and beating women and children in the videos that I saw that are torturing wives. I was on the phone last night with an intelligence officer, former intelligence officer, who, by the way, got a call from somebody on the ground. I don't even want to say where, just out of fear that this Taliban Al-Qaeda network will even listen to this podcast, right? And he was crying. He was literally in tears and he said one of the interpreters that they were working with, they took his wife, they literally, this is the Taliban, they literally kicked her into a pulp and beat her into a pulp until her husband spoke English and admitted that he was working with our U.S. forces. And after he did that, he was executed and then the wife was executed. These people are terrorists. They don't know how to run a government, President Biden. They are never going to unify Afghanistan, President Biden. The only way they're going to unify Afghanistan is by basically putting holy terror into every single person in that region. And I don't want you to think that all the Afghans have given up. There is a army of Afghan anti-Taliban, anti-Al-Qaeda people on the ground, which I will not talk about in detail yet, but you probably read about it here and there in the newspapers. I've been in communication with them and they are raising their own army to fight the Taliban in Kabul. And maybe that's what they need to do right now. But we need to get our men and women out of there, President Biden. So instead of offering these olive branches to terrorists, because they don't understand that at all. In fact, they laugh at you when you do that. That is one thing that they do. They do laugh at you. They laugh at other people. They understand the olive branch. If it comes with a direct threat, your direct threat to them should be, we know where Mullah Baradar is. We know where Sarajah Hadin Haqqani is. We know where all your family members are. We know where all your commanders are. And if you touch one hair on an American's head or you kill one of our allies, I promise you that the first drone strike will be Mullah Baradar. The second one will be Zaraja Hadin Haqqani. And then you can just get a list. Get a list and put it out there. Straight up. Look, the Taliban isn't afraid of telling us what they want. The Taliban isn't afraid of saying what they need. What do they tell us all the time? They tell us, we hate you. We hate the West. We will not stop killing until the Americans leave Afghanistan. They're very direct. They don't play footsie with us. They're not throwing out olive branches. They do not give a shit about what we think or whether or not we say Taliban or Taliban or whatever. They don't even give a shit about that. 
And you guys know that. I know that. And just a quick message before I go into uh, talking about Mike Lindell and his most amazing, luxurious towels, which the Taliban will never get a hold of because they don't deserve it uh, at all. And um, because Mike Lindell is a true American hero, I think, in my book. I want you, and I hope you do this. I'm telling my daughter to do it and my children and my youngest one especially. But if you if you're around town and you see a soldier or one of our troops, our U.S. Air Force personnel or Navy personnel or anybody who served this country and any of our first responders and our law enforcement personnel, look, September 11th is coming up. Just say thank you. Thank you for what you've done for our country. Just tell them that you appreciate them. You appreciate their sacrifice. Let's learn to be Americans again. Let's learn to stand together again. Let's learn to be a family again. Let's do that so that we can send a message to the Talibs, to Al-Qaeda, to ISIS, to any of our enemies. You're not going to take our country from us. You're not going to take away what we stand for. We are not going to become radicalized, which Sean Spicer will talk about right now. You're not going to do it because we're a family. We're a tribe. We're a tribe of people from all over the world. And we're just not going to let you do that. There's nothing better than slipping into bed with soft, comfortable sheets at the end of a long day. Now, my pillow wants you to sleep better with their Giza Dream Sheets. I need a good night's sleep, folks. Made from the world's best cotton, grown in a small area of the Mediterranean, and made into a fabric that is ultra soft and breathable. The Giza Dream Sheets Satin Weave gives them a luxurious finish that will have you sleeping like a dream. Available in a variety of colors and sizes, machine washable and durable, all Giza Dream bed sheets come with a 10-year warranty and get this, a 60-day money-back guarantee. So for a limited time, you can save 50% on all Giza Dream sheets. Go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listener Square and use promo code CARTER, that's C-A-R-T-E-R at checkout. Or call 800-685-7221 to get the Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $49.99. You'll also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Don't miss the sale of the year. That's the MyPillow.com, promo code CARTER, or call 1-800-685-7221. Sleep better with MyPillow.com. Now, without any further delay... And getting back into the whole meat of it all, right, is going to be Sean Spicer. He was the first White House press secretary for President Trump. He is renowned mainly because he was a quarterfinalist as well on Dancing with the Stars. How about that? I mean, I loved watching him. I would send out like all these tweets with my friends, Christy Swanson. I think you all know her, the actress, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Dean Cain, Superman, all of us. Actors that aren't afraid to be conservatives, support them and follow them on Twitter, by the way. Um, and Sean Spicer, who's now an author and he's written this amazing book called Radical Nation. What a perfect time, right? Radical Nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's dangerous plan for America. This book is coming out in October. You are not going to want to miss it. Trust me. 
You are not going to want to miss this. Um, well, let me fill you in really quick because I don't know if I even talked about this earlier on in the monologue. I'm so focused on Afghanistan. But just so you know, Sean Spicer, he serves on the Board of Visitors of the U.S. Naval Academy, and he holds a master's degree from the U.S. Naval War College. He's a former communications director, and he worked as a strategist for the Republican National Committee, and he serves our country. So without any further delay, Sean Spicer. There are a number of places where we're doing that without permanent basing American forces there. So I, uh, I think when this is over, the American people have a clear understanding of what I did, why we did it. And uh, but look, that's the job. My job is to make judgments. My job is to make judgments no one else can or will make. I made them. I'm convinced I'm absolutely correct in not deciding to send more young women and men to war for a war that, in fact, is no longer warned. Unbelievable. That's supposed to be our commander in chief of our armed forces, basically just subjugating himself to the Taliban. And after 20 years, yes, America's longest war. But remember, it was also a small group of volunteer fighters like Sean Spicer, who's here on the show, people who actually volunteered to serve their country that made the ultimate sacrifices to protect us from some of the worst savages on planet earth right now that want nothing more than to destroy our nation. And President Biden should be ashamed of himself. And I don't know about you, Sean, but I, I gave you a big intro. And, you know, I think there was never a better time to have a book like your book. And I just want to get your take on what you just heard, your reaction to this. Because I'm, I'm devastated. I haven't slept in days. Uh, you know, and I, I know how hard you've been working. You're basically doing the government's job, which God bless you for doing it. Uh, but it's ridiculous that this has fallen down to NGOs, VSOs, people like you, connecting the dots between American citizens, people who have served, uh, interpreters, SIVs. This is not... Uh, you know, the Continental Army. This is, we are the greatest fighting force in um, the world. And the idea that we are relying on groups and individuals to do the job that the government should have done. So first of all, you're right. Um, it's, it, you sometimes are fortuitous when you write a book. Uh, and the idea that we wrote a book called Radical Nation, and this is what's happening. I Wait, Radical Nation, case. Radical Nation, Joe <laughs> Biden and Kamala Harris's dangerous plan for America. We got to say the whole yeah. title because yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's but, happening. And, 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 you know, I really, in the book, lay out the people, including Blinken and, and Jake Sullivan and who they are and their backgrounds. Cause we never, we never heard about it. The press didn't want us to right. know who these people were. They don't want to know us about the policies, but what we're seeing in Afghanistan right now is a cross between pathetic and embarrassing. And, the clip that you just played is a false choice. It's a straw man argument. This idea that, well, I wasn't going to cost another person. No, no, no. I, I think people have to understand we left 40 Black Hawk helicopters and 600,000 rifles, not 600, 600,000 American rifles are now in that the they hands are holding, of the That they are holding in yeah. photographs. That and, they are holding today, in photographs. So, Sarah, when, when the President of the United States says, there's nothing that we could have done differently or better. That's, I, I, and I, I say this in all seriousness, I was in New England for the weekend. I spent more time preparing for her, the hurricane than I think this government spent preparing for withdrawing from Afghanistan. And that's a sad tale. 
It is a sad tale. It's a sad tale when you think about that for the last, I don't even know, 10 or 11 days, that handfuls of people, including me, and I'm, you know, I, I am only what I am trained to. I'm a journalist. I collect information. I've been to Afghanistan multiple times. I'm very fortunate to have great Afghan friends who I believe are my brothers and sisters and my allies who fought alongside people like my husband, who are willing to sacrifice everything to go after the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. Um, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, though, how frightening it would be if some of my Afghan friends and some of the Americans actually knew the process of what we were doing to get them out. Like if they actually, they didn't, it's not the DOD or the State Department. It's actually Congress, me, Bingo. right? I, I mean, see, you. Here, here's the thing. The military trains for non-combatant evacuations over and over again, rehearses for them, has exercises for them. At the end of the day, though, they can't do anything unless the political leadership, the civilian leadership, which is political, makes a decision and gives them a lawful order. So what right. we are seeing now is the lack of political will, political judgment's gone awry all at once because the military is going to do what it's told when it's done and, and, and they train and prepare and rehearse and exercise for these things. But what you are seeing now is a complete and utter lack of planning. The idea that we handed over an air force, Black Hawk helicopters, et cetera, to the Taliban, what do you think they're going to do with these? I have sources that are telling me that by the end of the week, after or or at which point all the Americans are out, the Af then the Taliban's going to shut down any access to it. They will shut down the internet. They will shut down the access of Afghans to be able to leave. And what do you think they're going to do? And they're the going idea to slaughter them. Yes, hundred percent. They're already slaughtering them. I got a video. I can't even show it on the podcast. I can't show it on Sean's show uh, or on Fox News. But literally, was on the phone with a U.S. intelligence officer who had to watch one of his sources and sent it to me being executed being executed by the Taliban after they question him. I don't understand Dari or Pashtun. I could see the questioning. The second video is him being executed. And then the third was a picture of an entire family that has just been executed outside of Kabul, including their children and their women. Women are being beaten. I just got a call right now from somebody on the ground that's trying to extract a family. So I'm gonna just take a short pause I broke because I had to get on the phone, Sean. You heard that conversation. I don't want to make that public. I don't think it needs to be public. The only reason why I've even spoken publicly about all of this is because I am dis, you know, the, not the details, but the generality of what we're doing, why I've made this public is so that Americans can understand how this administration is operating. But, I don't but, think you but, and President Trump would have ever operated like this, ever. Well, look, first of all, I, I mean, I think with President Trump, he would have, look, just from a business perspective, he understands the value of the assets that we had in country. It would have made sure that all of these things that U.S. taxpayers paid for were taken right. out. The second thing is, so, I mean, the short term, you're seeing the consequences of the lack of planning, the lack of thought. But the, the long term is also we're giving up a strategic foothold in a, in a key area. Um, where do you- China, I mean, China, Russia, China, Russia, Pakistan, but, Iran. It, it, the, Sarah, the thing is, the narrative of the last election was that Joe Biden was going to be this mature adult that was chair of the Foreign Relations Committee that had friends around the world leading different nations, and that we we're going to get back this sense of normal and, and greatness. And look what's happening. You have French, British, 
other foreign leaders talking about what what a disgrace this has become. Um, I, I, I this is the core of who he is, right? This isn't some one-off thing. He talked about the fact that like foreign policy was his thing, you know, and and here we are uh, seeing the the missteps because you've got the short term, but long term. I mean, we have for 20 years kept American soil safe because of the bravery and actions of so many men and women right. who went over there. And and now we are walking out and he's trying to mix these things and saying, oh, everyone wanted to. No, no, no. You're leaving the weaponry with right. the people who want to do our people in our country harm. I've been hearing, and I don't know if you've been hearing this as well, that a lot of the weapons, not only our bat and hive system, which we, our bat and hide, which we kept a lot of information in, that's been accessed by the Taliban. I've also been told that weapons have been moving across the border into Pakistan, where we know what's going to happen there. The Chinese are going to get a hold of some of our stuff. They're going to try to re-engineer that stuff for their own purpose and benefits. I mean, this is a very dangerous situation. Far beyond just the people that are in immediate danger, right? Are yeah, you hearing the same? It, yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it, it doesn't end. You're hearing one story after another of the logistical nightmares, the security nightmares, uh, the the media nightmares. I mean, these guys. I, I at least give them a little bit of credit for covering him. But you had folks at CNN the other day saying, "Are we being too tough on him?" Oh my God, what an embarrassment! Um, and so Truly. I, I think. I think that for all the people that were so offended by mean tweets the last four years, you're seeing the consequences of the different styles of leadership. Keep America safe or you don't. Um, and we are now seeing, and, and part of the reason you know that I wrote this book, Radical Nation, is because people don't understand who Anthony Blinken is. They don't understand who Jake Sullivan is. Who you know, And once you understand the people, Kamala Harris's background, there's an entire chapter on who she is. The media didn't tell us this stuff. During the last election cycle, they didn't want this. They wanted to cover it all up. And now we're dealing with the consequences of, of who these people are. What are you most afraid of? Before I know you got to run, I know you, you've got a lot of things on your plate right now, but I think we're at a really dangerous time. And I think this book that you wrote is absolutely incredibly timed uh, and sadly well-timed because nobody ever wants to see radical America, right? What are you most worried about? So, I mean, look, right now, short term, I'm worried about what's going on in the safety in the in the safety and security of this country and the people that are coming out of that country. In the long term, I'm worried about the fabric of this country. And and I touch on this in the thing, but like we're we're talking about critical race theory. We're talking about letting people flow over our southern border. We're talking about the idea right. that the president of the United States doesn't say anything when US Olympic athletes aren't proud and putting their hand over their heart and kneeling instead and saying they're disgraced by our country and our flag, what's going on? Right. And just for everybody out there, because I know all of you who are listening are great Americans and 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 you're great fans of the show and of, of Sean Spicer. And I wish we could talk about all the fun things because Sean is such a fun guy. He is just so full of great stories and he's you're just an amazing American, Sean. I, I don't think people, I want to bring you back on. But just so you know, people aren't dying trying to get here because we're the worst nation on earth. People That's are literally dying to enter our nation. This is it. We let this nation go. There is no place else on earth. I don't care if you go to Germany. I don't care if you go to England. I don't care where you go. There is no place else on earth like America. No place else on earth. Am I right, Sean? 
that's why they're packing a C-17. That's why they're giving their babies up because they understand how great this country is, the freedom that we provide and the lack that they have of it. And if we stop for a moment and recognize how amazing that is, hopefully we'll reinvent the pride and, and love we have for this country. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you so much. Thanks I know you stayed doing. extra time. No, thank you for what you're doing. And I know you got to run, but uh, I want everybody out there to buy Sean's book. We got to get it on Amazon. I'm going to give everybody the details. I'm going to let you go right now, Sean. I'm going to buy your book. I won't let him give it to me for free. No, you will not. I will buy it because, because he knows. He's got the inside baseball here in Washington, and he knows what's going on. Thank you, Sean. Sarah, thank you, and thanks for what you're doing. And my phone is just beeping and ringing and going crazy all over the place. So I'm going to make this uh, close short, but sweet, but important. So you got to listen to this. Uh, the Federal Reserve admits inflation is increasing. So how do you protect your investments with gold, with so many gold companies? How do you know who to trust or that you're getting the authentic rare coins and precious metals? Well, that's easy. It's universal coin and bullion. Universal Coin and Bullion is dedicated to providing clients with outstanding collecting and investment strategies for the rare coin and precious metals market. Visit universalcoin.com. That's universalcoin.com slash Sarah, S-A-R-A, or call 1-800-UCB-GOLD. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD to get a no-cost, no-obligation gold info kit to easily protect and enjoy your rare coins and precious metals. Tell them Sarah sent you. That's universalcoin.com slash Sarah or call 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Oh, the opinion hour. West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, he's suing the Biden administration. Thank you. Thank you, Attorney General Morrissey. Uh, over a key immigration policy reversal that he says has fueled the devastating flow of the deadly drug fentanyl. You guys know I've talked about this. We did a documentary with my foundation, The Dark Wire, an investigation foundation uh, several years ago. It was called Not In Vain, V-E-I-N, about the deadly fentanyl and opioid crisis in the United States. And I think this is what every state needs to do. Their attorney generals, if you, if you think your attorney general does care if he doesn't care, you need to be petitioning. But if he does care and hasn't done so yet, you need to get them to sue the states to reverse this remain in Mexico policy problem that 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 Biden has created. We need to get a handle on this. We need to save our children. And I'll be back at the border in maybe the next week or so, and I'll be filling you in on all of that. Uh, it's just so important. I just wanted you to know that West Virginia is doing the right thing. I'm really grateful for them. I'm grateful for the fact that uh, we have people fighting to save the lives of our children here in the United States. Um, by the way, FBI, no surprise here, finds very little evidence that the January 6th storming of the Capitol was coordinated in advance. Duh. Of course it was not. I, I was right there. I went into the White House that day because I was meeting people and I saw no pre-planned coordination or groups planning anything. I think what happened was tragic and horrible. But I think, you know, that the Democrats basically stole this uh, kind of narrative, this false narrative, to make it look like we have all these, like, wild, radical Trump followers in America. And the FBI better get its crap together. I've used that word twice in this podcast. And I'm glad it seems like they have to get the truth out right now instead of becoming politicized and allowing the Democrats 
to run them because that's a really sad thing when FBI leadership allows that. So it says the FBI has found from Reuters scant evidence that the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol was the result of an organized plot to turn uh, to overturn the presidential election results. I think anybody with a brain knew that what was going on that day was not an organized plot. What's an organized plot is what we're seeing right now in Afghanistan. When the Taliban has a has perimeters around the city, when people are entering with weapons, when they're seizing Black Hawk helicopters, when there's 85 million, oh, 85 billion of our US tax dollars that they want to control and that they have control over now somewhat, I think that is seriously an insurgency and a deadly one. Look, our allies need us now. Americans need us now. We need to be there for them. We need to stand together as a nation and we need to do the right thing. At the beginning of this podcast, I talked about standing on principle, fighting for what you believe in, doing what you got to do no matter how hard it is, no matter how much you want to walk away from it because it's too much, because it feels exhausting. You've been there before. I know you have because I've been there before with my own family, you know, and, and with my own friends. But we have to do the right thing right now. If we want people to stand up for us one day when we will need them, because believe me, there will be a day, then we need to do the right thing right now. We live in a great nation. We have the most amazing nation on earth. And every day I thank God for that. And every day I pray for those people that stood by our side and for those men and women who serve in uniform and who are on the front lines, both here in the United States and abroad, and who protect us. And every day I thank God for you, for each and every one of us, for my family, for my American family. I thank you so much for being there. You give us a lot of strength. You give me and my husband a lot of strength, my children. And I hope I give back that same strength. With all my love and all my blessings, America, we got to stay strong. We're going to be strong and we're going to make it through this. And we're going to get our men and women home. Thank you so much for being a part of this Sarah Carter show. Remember, it's right here at sarahacarter.com where we are taking the story back. Thank you again. Thank you. You are my family. Today, I'm joined by Rebecca Weber, the CEO of the Association for Mature American Citizens, also known as AMAC. For the upcoming year, what are some of the biggest topics of advocacy for members? As an organization that represents Americans 50 and over, we recognize that Social Security is such an important component uh, to seniors' income. And so we also recognize that for someone my age, for example, Social Security, I may not see my entire benefit unless something is done soon. So we promise to fight to keep Social Security solvent. We've got what's called the AMAC Social Security Guarantee. Information is found on our website. We're also pushing for transparency in healthcare. We want to eliminate surprise billing. Sarah, another great proposal that we have out there, which has got over 22 co-sponsors now, is AMAC's pro bono healthcare bill, which essentially allows doctors to take a healthcare deduction and provide doctor services 
to individuals that are currently on Medicaid. We project that it could save billions of dollars in Medicaid, but also it provides for those lower income folks to have and build a real doctor patient relationship. Rebecca, thanks so much for being with me today. I'm honored to have you and AMAC as a sponsor for the Sarah Carter Show. For more information, folks, visit amac.us slash Carter. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.